This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Um, you know, both of my my books, Crush Math Now and Raise Your Math Grade, help you know high school and college students to figure out how to succeed in their math classes. Know what your passion is, and then to think about you know how can I make a a business around that. You know, what is something that can help people right now during COVID? I realized that there are a ton of skills that go into creating a business. Hello and welcome to a brand new season of the Passion People podcast. The Passion People podcast chronicles stories of people who followed their passion and make it manifest in tangible ways. Now, we're taking this one step further by focusing on passionate creators and independent artists who are finding ways to earn their living by various means in a new world changed by COVID-19. If this is the first time you're tuning in, you can listen to the episodes in any order you like, depending on what captures your attention. For today's episode, we are in conversation with Alison Dillard, who is an adjunct professor of math, and COVID has made her change track and rethink how she can start a business online while being at home. She is the author of two books, Crush Math Now and Raise Your Math Grade. And as part of our conversation, Alison takes us through her transition from being a professor with a full-time job to finding a path to monetizing her passion and skills with math. As part of our conversation, we cover the similarities of setting up a business and math, the aspects Alison evaluated before making this transition, and Alison's tips for anyone who is intending to go on a similar journey. I really hope you enjoy this episode on to our conversation. Hi, Alison. Uh, hello and welcome to season three of the Passion People podcast. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's uh, my pleasure. And I think you, you have the privilege and the honor of uh, being uh, one of our first episodes for our new season, which focuses on uh, the creator economy in the context of COVID. So can, can you just you know, introduce yourself for our listeners and, uh, you know, give us a little bit of background about yourself. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Allison Dillard, and I am a adjunct math professor and an author of math books and a mom. Um, I'm trying to think. During COVID, I've had a huge switch in what I am doing, I guess, right now. And I'm I'm sort of refocusing from teaching. I'm taking this next year off of teaching to sort of start my own business and, and follow my passion. So I'm, I'm really excited actually to be listening, listen to your season three also, because I think there's so much that I'll be able to learn from it as well. You said that you're, uh, you know, you're in the process of transitioning and uh, starting your own business. So can, can you elaborate a little bit on what or how you visualize your business to be? And why do you think that uh, now is time for that transition? Sure. I guess it's probably maybe helpful to start off by um, sort of explaining where it started. So sort of like everybody this last spring, I was dealing with a whole lot of changes sort of overnight. You know, um, my teaching switched to teaching online. I have three young kids whose school all moved online. Um, my husband's work also moved online. So all of a sudden we had five people all on Zoom all day long. And 
I just, I don't know. I think I just, I had this day. We were a couple of weeks into all of this, this new life. And, you know, I had, I had a headache from, you know, being on Zoom for six hours straight, um, lecturing. And it was in the spring. My asthma was really bad at the time. And I just, I wasn't feeling great. And then I was reading about COVID and all of these new updates and, you know, how it's can be particularly dangerous for people with you know, asthma or underlying health issues. And, you know, I just, I just got thinking, you know, what we're doing, what I'm doing right now as, as a mom and as a, a teacher just didn't feel sustainable. Combined with that, I was, I was also concerned about if we were returning to school in person in the fall, if I was, you know, perhaps, perhaps fell into that category of, um, you know, being high risk and, and with COVID being so new, there's just so much unknown. Um, and, you know, so I think between those two things, I've really realized that in you know, just sort of looking ahead, looking ahead to the fall when I'd be returning back to school, you know, even though I love teaching math and, you know, in fact, I actually had my, my sort of ideal teaching schedule. I was just teaching statistics and it's my favorite thing to teach. Um, so even though, you know, my job was my passion, even though I had my ideal t- teaching situation, you know, I just felt like it didn't make sense right now during COVID for me for me to do that, what we what we were doing just didn't seem sustainable, and so I I backed out of my teaching contract for the fall, and um, it was a huge it was a huge change in the moment. You know, I think anytime anybody, you know, changes what their job is, um, it is a big decision. But I think the the exciting thing about it was, you know, I knew that it would it would take me from having you know no time, especially no time to to write books. I'm I'm working on my third math book right now, and and I knew that you know, with teaching, that was something I wouldn't be able to continue to do. But by stepping back from that, you know, one, it would allow me to create a schedule that was sustainable for me and or healthier for me also just in, in terms of, of time and being able to be there for my family. Um, but also I, I, I thought, you know, there's, I know that there's going to be another way that I can pursue my passion, you know, in a different way perhaps through creating a business. And it, when I when I backed out of my teaching contract, I wasn't even fully sure what it would be, but I knew that there was was going to be some way that I'd be able to do that. Got it. Got it. First off, I think congratulations on pulling all of this off and you know managing all of this change. It just seems like something that's so overwhelming. Uh, I'm just in awe of anyone who tells me that they're a mom and who has a career and they also manage their family because it's just so much work to do. I moved back into my parents' house, so I know the, the kind of effort that it takes to like run a house, run and you know have a family and make sure that you have everything going. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Like, of work. You know, I've lived independently for like the last ten years, and now I've like my wife and I have moved in with my parents. So the, you know, it, it we're dealing with a lot of change ourselves because I've, I've changed jobs too. So I totally understand where you're coming from and. Uh, uh, my tip of the hat to you and, uh, you know, the bold decisions that you've made. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. So I guess then to talk a little bit about the business that I've I've created, it's, in all honesty, it's been a huge learning curve. It's been, I guess, probably five months since I, I jumped into everything. Last June of 2020, I was when all my teaching ended and I got to start to think about what sort of business I would want to create. I'm trying to think, I think... The, the, the first thing that I started off was 
you know, thinking about, well, one, how can I create a business that's around my passion? So I knew that I wanted to do something that revolved around teaching math or helping people with math. Um, you know, both of my, my books, Crush Math Now and Raise Your Math Grade, help, you know, high school and college students to figure out how to succeed in their math classes. It covers a lot of the non-math skills, there's actually no math in the books. It's just talking about, you know, study skills and test-taking skills and you know, discipline and grit and overcoming your know, math anxiety, all of those other things that contribute to success in math. And so I knew that that was my passion. So I, I guess that the first suggestion is, you know, to definitely, you know, know what your passion is and then to think about, you know, how can I make a, a business around that. And, and in thinking about that, I was thinking, you know, well, what is the best way that I can help people? The second part that I really thought about was, you know, how can I help people right now? Because I think when COVID started, everything changed and everybody's needs changed. And as much as, you know, there, I know there have been a lot of job losses and, and things like that, I think there are also there have also been a lot of you know, opportunities or just new needs that people have um, that maybe didn't necessarily exist before. And so for me, one of the things that I thought about was the fact that you know there are a lot of parents that have their kids homeschooling or, or distance learning for the very first time. And so I thought, you know, that's that's something that I know I can help with. That's something that I've got years of experience helping with, you know, because in addition to being a, a teacher, I was also a tutor for, for decades. And I just have a lot of experience helping parents help their kids with math. So from that actually came my idea that I would you know, perhaps create a parenting membership where I help parents help their kids with math and help them through this struggle and transition to distance learning. That's fantastic. As I can, I can uh, tell you as someone who's struggled and is still struggling with math that and I'm sure whenever I have a kid, you're going to be like the first person that I'm going to reach out to and ask you like, what do we need to do? What, what can I do now so that, uh, you know, my, my kids don't struggle with, with math the way I did. Right. Yes. I think, yes. And that's sort of, that's what I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, is, is that, you know, because I, I've, I've helped parents for so long that I want them to just be able to have somebody to go to, to say, so that way they don't feel stuck and they don't, they're not stuck not knowing how to help their kids. And I guess it's also a really big change, right? Because we've seen parents have pretty much gone from dropping their kids in school, forgetting about them, going to work and then coming back and, you know, then restarting thinking about their kids. So it's not only that, you know, the kids are occupying their physical spaces, it's also like, you know, they're also occupying your entire mind space the entire day because you yeah. need to think about how, how do you do your job? How do you make sure that your, your kid stays engaged, uh, does not really while away time on a screen? So I, I believe that your initiative is going to have like a phenomenal amount of impact. Oh, great. Yes, thank you. And that was sort of the second step is trying to figure out, you know, what is something that can help people right now during COVID and as part of my business. Um, but then, you know, after that, once you decide on sort of what it is that you want to do, I realized that there are a ton of skills that go into creating a business um, that you don't necessarily, or I didn't necessarily have as a teacher. You know, as a as an author, I did have sort of the experience of you know figuring out how to publish a book and launch a book. And so I had learned some from that. But what I'd learned from that is is that there is a lot that goes into it. There's, you know, how are you going to 
create or deliver your product. If you're creating classes online, what platform are you going to use? Are you going to do it with, with video? Um, and, if, and if you are creating videos, that's a whole nother skill also. Um, and so one of the things that I realized is that, you know, I, I did enjoy or I do enjoy um, watching videos and learning from videos. And I thought that that could be helpful, but I wasn't necessarily used to talking in videos. You know, I, I did it for class, but there's always, you know, the big screen uh, up on the computer and I'm just doing math. And so talking about non-math things on video is a very different skill set. Um, so the next thing I really focused on was just trying to build the new skill set that I, I didn't have. And, and so maybe that's, you know, Another piece of advice if you're thinking of starting your own business is you know, don't give up on it just because you think that you don't have the skills to do it. Just recognize that there, there are lots of skills that go into owning a business that we maybe didn't learn in our previous professions, um, but you can still learn those skills, right? If you think of all the skills you've already learned, you didn't necessarily start out with those. So just make a, a conscious effort to learn those skills. So sort of what, what I did actually in June was I, I said in June, you know what, I'm going to go on live video and do a Facebook live you know, every day or as many days as I can in June. And it was scary, but the purpose of it was to get used to talking on video. And, and I think it helped a lot. It's, it's made everything a lot easier. So I think kind of going all in to learn those skills that you know you need, but you don't have yet can be really helpful. Right. So how much, can you also talk us through how much of whatever you're going through about, you know, being persistent and, you know, trying and figuring, trying to figure out the hard problems. How much of this is like a skill that applies to both math as well as starting a new business or, you know, upskilling yourself as an individual? Yes, I've definitely been noticing that a lot. One of the things that I talk to students and parents about is the fact that, you know, math requires a lot of grit. It is very, very difficult. The, the biggest problem that students have is that they just sort of give up. They say, you know, oh, I'm not a math person. I just can't do this. They expect it to be easy. They think that it ought to be easy, but it's just not. And so it requires, you know, a lot of of studying and practice and grit and discipline and, and motivation to see all of that through. And it's been very, very interesting to see that all there's a very clear parallel between learning math and starting your own business and that it, it requires all of those same skills, right? You, it requires a, a lot of practice of, of skills that you don't necessarily have. It requires problem solving and time and effort and discipline, um, all of those things. Um, so it, it is funny in a way, math can really prepare you actually for starting your own business, even though you, you wouldn't necessarily see that connection. Right, right. So let's uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into some of those thoughts that you mentioned. Right? You spoke about discipline, you spoke about grit. So can you help explain to us that for, for parents who now have like kids at home, and who are trying to, you know, inculcate all of these new habits or new routines into their kids and who are not necessarily used to disciplining their kids or having them to sit down and study. What would your recommendation be to such folks? And especially how do you do this with like a difficult subject like math where the kids are inclined to say, no, I'm not going to do this. Right. You know, I think I sort of have a, a, a framework for helping 
helping parents help their kids with math because really the, the struggles that students and families have with math, they vary so much from family to family, right? When, you know, one family might struggle with, like you said, sort of the, the boundaries and the discipline, getting kids to to sit down and, and do their work, you know, whereas, you know, other families might struggle with, you know, perhaps their, their child has math anxiety and panics during tests, you know, others might have learning disabilities. Um, others just might have kids who, who just hate math with a passion. And so, you know, nothing else really matters because they can't you know, even get them to, to try. Really what I walk families through is the sort of steps between you know, struggling in math and succeeding in math. And really the, the first step is to you know, identify what is your number one obstacle to success in math. Or I guess, what is your child's number one obstacle? What is the one big thing that if you fixed that, it would make a huge difference for everything else? Um, and then the second part to that is really to just focus on you know, massive imperfect change to really think of you know what are all the changes that I could make to overcome that one obstacle and and just make them and know that not all of those changes are going to work but just to keep an eye out for you know what is the thing that that will fix whatever this problem is um, and then to constantly sort of reflect on on what you're doing so that way you can constantly improve that's sort of a, a, a general you know bird's eye view of, of what I do um, but a couple of the sort of more specific strategies you know that that help is I think that the number one thing is to recognize that math is a skill, right? Just like starting your own business is a skill. Um, you know, so many students and parents sort of put math up on this pedestal where they think that, you know, you either get it or you don't. Some people are just naturally brilliant at math and others aren't. And they forget that math is a skill, just like soccer is a skill, just like learning the piano, how to play the piano is a skill. And that the more that you practice, the better you get. And so I think that's one thing that parents can do to tell their kids whenever they say, oh, it's just too hard. Oh, I just can't do it. Just remind them, you know, it's a skill just like whatever the skill is that they've their child has already developed. And you can sort of create a parallel to math and that journey with, say, soccer, for example. You know, soccer is something that your child plays and, and has practiced and, and learned for years. You know, you can remind them that they didn't start out that way. They, you know, they they practiced a lot. They they showed up for practice when they didn't want to. They worked on those things that maybe didn't come naturally, like maybe it was you know, kicking with their left foot or, or defense, whatever the thing was that, that was more difficult. They put extra time into learning that skill. And the same thing goes for math. Um, and then the other really big, easy sort of universal tip that helps everyone is if math is a huge stress for your children, just get it done first. Make sure that that's the very first thing that gets done in terms of homework or classwork. Um, because you know, we all know earlier in the day, we just have more motivation, more discipline, more ability to focus and do hard things. And so, so often students are struggling in math. They they don't like math, so they put it off till the very end of the day when they're just, you know, mentally and physically exhausted. And that's just the worst time of day to, to do math. So if you can just switch up the order so they do it first and then remind them that it's just a skill, those two things by themselves can make a huge difference. Right. I, I love your uh, idea about starting uh, your day with the most difficult thing because I, I, that's something that I, I do myself, right? Whenever there's something that I'm, I'm putting out, and I'm not doing it. Like I just make sure that I wake up the next day, and that's the first thing I do in the morning before I do anything else. The way that I do or try to tackle the difficult things is that I don't sleep until that particular thing is done. But the thing is, I'm sure with like stuff like math, which requires like you to be firing on all cylinders, that might not really work because, like you said, you might might just be getting ready to go to bed or wind down for the day, and you're trying to get it to solve like a tough problem. Right. Right. Yes, I think. Yeah, there are some situations where 
I, I would love that they're not going to bed until you've gotten the hard thing done. And it's perfect for those things that you know can or ought to get done in one day, right? Like maybe the, the hard math assignment, um, or if you're starting your own business, what what is the one thing that you you know you should do that will allow you to make huge headway in your business, but you're just maybe afraid to do it, not going to bed before that. And then you're right, there are also other things, you know, with math, I guess, as well as starting your own business where it is better because it's a skill, right? You need constant practice. Um, sort of like with soccer, you're not necessarily going to learn how to kick with your left foot, you know, in one extra practice, right? It's something you have to keep coming back to. And so it's the same thing with math. There's a lot of things in it that require you to um, come back to it. And that sort of consistent practice makes it a huge difference. So, you know, knowing that, that the consistency is helpful as well. Sorry, I know I talk a lot about soccer too. I coach my kids' soccer team. So my other passion besides math is also soccer. <laughs> wow. So can, can, you, uh, can you talk us through any similarities that you find between uh, your two passions of soccer and math? I think that there's a lot of similarities between all of these things, right? Soccer and math and starting your own business. They're all things that can be difficult, but if you approach them with that mindset of, you know what, it's a skill. And if I, I work at it and I work at it strategically, right? Where I, I always keep an eye out for what's the thing that I need to learn or what's the thing that's important that I need to do in order to make progress, in order to improve, um, then you will improve. And it is interesting how, you know, coaching my kids soccer teams is very similar to actually teaching college students to statistics. Um, it is a lot of that same reminder of, you know, you can do things that are difficult. You can do things that you can't necessarily do today. You can learn those things. Um, and you just need the, the discipline and perseverance to, to stay with it. Right, right. Absolutely. You, you spoke about uh, the, the different things that you did about, you know, the you going on a Facebook live regularly and, uh, you know, so that you get the anxiety of being on a video off. What, what are some of the other things that uh, you've done specifically about, uh, uh, around starting your own business, like being on video regularly to get that anxiety? Away? What are the, what are some of the other things that you've done in order to build up that muscle or that skill that you need for success in your new endeavor? You know, for that one, in particular, I just went all in and practiced as frequently as I could. I really thought, you know, that the easier thing to do would be to do one Facebook Live a week and sort of gradually get into it. But then I was thinking, gosh, you know, I could end up sort of torturing myself for a good six months and have it take six months before I actually get comfortable on video. So instead, I tried to do it every day and just to speed up my progress. You know, I guess the recommendation there is if, if it is a skill that you don't have and you know having it would be super helpful. Just go all in and study it and practice it as much as possible. And I think it's, it is similar to math in the sense that you know if you study whatever it is that you need to learn or relearn a lot, you can actually learn a ton in a very short period of time. And and another thing I think you know for for video is to you know, you'd mentioned sort of the anxiety and one of the things that surprised me that that I, I wasn't aware of you know sort of going into it is that there is a lot of anxiety um, around especially things like video and speaking in public even the podcasts anything that requires just sort of putting yourself out there I think there can be yeah. you're not used to it, a lot of anxiety and, and fear fear of judgment you know fear of making a fool of yourself I guess you know my advice 
in retrospect is that it makes sense that it's there and just sort of expect it, but know that you have to work through it, right? And that's sort of the difference maybe between people who give up very early on and say, oh, I just can't do it. Um, and, and the people who are able to develop those skills is the main difference is maybe just that they were able to work through that fear and they didn't let it get to them and force them to give up. So that's that's sort of my recommendation. And I would say too, it, it doesn't necessarily go away. I think, you know, I've been practicing for several months now and I still get nervous. I still get nervous, you know, thinking about coming onto this podcast and, and being interviewed by you. That still made me nervous. Um, I still do Facebook lives and I still get a little nervous um, beforehand and they don't, they don't all go perfectly. You know, I still mess up what I say. I still say, you know, ums and and things that I really wish that I didn't, but I know that it's all practice and, and it does keep getting better with everyone that I do. And so just, just stick with it and work through that fear. Right. Right. So the, the takeaway there is, you know, make sure you persevere and work on the hard problems and not, not run away from them. Another thing that I've really remembered uh, from, uh, from my time of, uh, you know, trying to rejig my brain to, make sure that I work on these hard problems is to realize that working out your mind is like working out your body, right? You, you can actually feel when you're doing something difficult. And since we're programmed in such a way that we're programmed to conserve energy, we're programmed to be lazy in a way that, you know, we're not really, we don't really have to spend that much of mental effort. The, the first instinct that we have is to just let go and say, hey, I'm not going to do this, or this is not, not my cup of tea. But the same way that working out our muscles physically means that newer, better, bigger muscles replaces them. Working out our mental muscles also will lead to the same outcomes. Yes, I love that. It's funny. That's something I tell my math students all the time, right? Is when you're when you're working out, you're just you're building your muscles. And when you're doing math, you know, you're you're strengthening your brain and your problem solving skills. And and the the fact that it's hard is what makes it beneficial, right? Just in the same way that a hard workout is more beneficial to you than something that's really easy. As we conclude the, you know, our conversation, is what, what would your um, inputs be for folks who are thinking about starting their own business during this time? Because I think on your part, it was a lot of courage and a lot of determination that you had because you chose to let go of a job and dive into something with a phenomenal amount of uncertainty. You kind of hedged your uncertainty by making sure that you're understanding what your business is, understanding what's the problem you're trying to solve. But what what would your inputs be for uh, for folks who are, uh, you know, thinking about converting their uh, passions into full-time businesses or or just are creators of any kind that are trying to monetize or, you know, trying to see how they can make some extra money? Gosh, there, there are so many different things that go into starting a new business I'm finding. And so I, you know, I guess my, my recommend, if I had to pick one thing, I think it would be to make sure or to build a strong support system, you know, so maybe think about, you know, who are your friends who, who's already in your support system and and who can you talk to about it? Who can you bounce ideas off of? Who can you get feedback from? Because I think it is, it is difficult to do all of that stuff alone. And, um, and everything, you know, all of these things, you know, in terms of, you know, 
figuring out what your business idea should be, perhaps learning how to launch it or build it, um, or learning these new skills, you know, like, you know, marketing or, you know, talking on video since everything is online right now, whatever those things are, it is, it is a lot of work and it is worth it. Um, and having that support system there, having people in your life that you can talk to about it can really help you to get through it when it gets difficult, you know, so, so anticipate that there will be difficulties. But think about the fact that you're you're building something for yourself around something that you love. And that's that's so rare and that's so special. So make sure that you have the support system in your life that can help you to sort of pick yourself up when you fall um, or help you to sort of find the right path when you're lost. And that can help you to sort of see this, this passion project through. I love that. I absolutely love it. You know, the support system is so phenomenally important and I'm so so glad that you brought it up I love that I don't have anything else to add <laughs> Alison thank you thank you so much for uh, for taking time to come on the show in case there are folks who want to reach out to you in case there are uh, young parents who want to sign up for uh, your program or for people who want to read your books or reach you online what's what's the best way that uh, they can reach you at Absolutely. So the best way to reach me is at my website, which is allisonlovesmath.com. And you can find out information there about my parenting membership where I help parents set their kids up for long-term success in math and STEM and school and life. And in that, we talk a lot about a lot of the stuff that we were talking about in this podcast, you know, the, the parallels between math and everything else that's challenging and worthwhile that we do. And then you can also find out information about my books, Crush Math Now and Raise Your Math Grade there. And even if you're not a parent, actually, and you just want to <laughs> check it out to see something that is in progress, because everything that I've created is really brand new and has started since this summer, you know, you're welcome to just sort of check it out to see things that are perhaps imperfect, but developing as we go wow. and feel free that to you know, reach way. out with questions you know at any point about you starting your business still with us, or building a business thank around you for your tuning passion in. I and love here to are my quick takeaways from the episode a couple of things that all financially independent creators need to think about and evaluate are as follows what do i know how can i help people how does it interact with my passion and what can i do now because covid has changed so many things also think about the skill gap between where you are and where you need to be and how you will work at it strategically to improve and bridge this gap. For people who are wondering where Alison runs her entire online course, it is on a platform called Kajabi. If you are interested to know more about Kajabi, you should check out Lee Jin's Substack, the link to which is in the show notes. In case you have not already subscribed to the show, do subscribe on the Epilog website or your favorite podcast streaming platform. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite pod chaser. It will help more people discover the podcast and chart their passion journey. This is Naga from the Passion People Podcast signing out. Stay passionate.